It doesn't matter if it's the catwalk, sidewalk, or hallway, or even if you're getting a snack from your work fridge. I slay. It doesn't matter if you're having a good brow day, bad brow day, good skin day, bad skin day, don't matter if it's PMS and you feel a mess, or if you feeling blessed because I slay. Because you slay, we slay. What's up Slay Nation? It's Erica Celeste signing on and welcome to another episode of I Slay the Podcast. Even though the world is in an entanglement with COVID-19, the drama has not stopped. In this episode, we will discuss a star-turned-jailbird, an Olympian who didn't get quite what she ordered, the red table flip, and so much more. This is episode 2.10 of Isley the Podcast. Now let's get into what's poppin'. Oh girl, the way you sippin', I know you got the tape. Spill it. Spill all of it. Ooh, I know this finna be good. You know what? Let me go get some popcorn so I can find out what's poppin'. And it appears as if the young prince of empire has had a little bit of Lucius Lion in him IRL. Another Empire cast me member, Bashir Gray, was in trouble with the law and was arrested on suspicion of assaulting his wife. Now, this is according to Hip Hop DX. In Goodyear, Arizona, a visibly battered woman actually ran into a Circle K. Now, for those of y'all who don't know, that is a gas station, y'all, and was assisted by a good Samaritan who called the police. This is a quote directly from the article written by Trent Clark. She told officers her husband had assaulted her for several hours inside their home, brandishing visible bruises and claims he strangled her to the point of temporary unconsciousness. Now, the police went to the, their Arizona home, and there was a standoff between Gray and the police. Gray even barricaded himself inside of the home. Eventually, he gave up and surrendered. Later, he was booked by the Maricopa County Jail. He was charged with felony aggravated assault, misdemeanor assault, and misdemeanor disorderly conduct. Now, we know that, you know, this isn't the first trouble that he has gotten into. According to USA Today, in June 2019, he was pulled over because he because of a temporary license plate that didn't match his 2014 Rolls Royce he was driving, Shady. He was arrested on a misdemeanor registration charge and ticketed for driving an uninsured vehicle in failure to carry a driver's license. Now, this is all one incident. Now, according to TMZ in May 2020, his landlord claimed the Empire's dog, dog caused tons of damage to his apartment. And now, uh, they were suing the landlord to actually repair the cost. Now, this is May of this year. But a rep from the, for the actor said that the suit was unnecessary because he'll take care of it and uh, said that, you know, that they'll take care of it and, and handle all of the expenditures. I actually looked at the pictures of this, uh, of what was left behind in the condo, and, um, yeah, 
that was that was a lot of stuff. So they claim, among other things, this is from the landlord, that they left their dog inside of the condo for extended periods at a time, meaning that the dog was not taken care of while the dog was abandoned during those time frames. They also claim that the dog was left unattended in common areas in the complex and urinated and defecated all over the place. So not only did they abandon the dog inside of the home, but also outside of the home as well. Now, the urine and feces significantly damaged the hardwood floors, stairs, and other parts of the property. The landlord claims that Gray jumps in and out of windows, clogged the toilets by flushing condoms down it, smoking weed in the place when weed isn't allowed under the lease, and engaged in unsanitary activity, including but not limited to eating breakfast in one of the bathrooms. The landlord claims that there is 26000 $120 worth of damage. The landlord says that they reached out to Gray's team to settle the dispute, but their claim demands fell on deaf ears, so the so the so his team did nothing. So they're now suing for damages and want 7 k on top of that to cover their attorney's fees. So his team is actually claiming that the reason why he did this is because he was diagnosed with ADHD years ago and that this was the result of that. Now, the next incident is reported by the Shade Room. Um, this is actually a user submitted, which means that sometimes if there's a story with the celebrity that um, can't be 100% verified, um, but is like a second-person account or first-person account, they will actually allow them in their own words to actually state what happened and provide any proof um, that they may have of the incident. So, allegedly... In June, yep, just a few months ago, he was accused of cheating. Now, he DM'd a woman and her friend um, said what happened. So, what ended up happening was he DM'd this young lady, um, Gray, allegedly, DM'd this lady. And uh, she didn't believe it was him. They FaceTimed. She saw it was him. The friend was like, girl, you better record it because you don't know if that's him for real, for real. You know, that type of situation. I'm over-exaggerating voice. Still know what this lady looks like. Anywho. So, apparently, she's, you know, was invited to his home. Um, and she became suspicious because she noticed uh, some feminine hygiene projects products that were improperly disposed of and ladies we know what that means these were used feminine hygiene products that were not disposed properly um so that's usually red flag uh so apparently they met up a few times later um and the young lady actually received a snapchat message from his wife so he was claiming to be single and still messing around so, this is how I feel about this. Domestic violence is no laughing matter. Um, and all of this is, you know, allegedly true. Not that they haven't, you know, given us any updates as of recent. But right now, he is in police custody. Um, so, I really do hope that this is, this is not true. And that, you know, if it is true, I hope that his wife is okay, both physically and mentally. Because being held against your will, regardless of the situation, is a traumatic experience. I know that... Even being a indirect witness to something like that is very traumatizing. I know with my first apartment, my neighbor 
upstairs was being abused by her significant other. Sometimes while her, her child was home, I would call the police. She would try to leave. Um, and he wouldn't let her leave. Or there were other instances where she, um, you know, so, so domestic violence, even as someone who is a indirect witness to it, or, you know, especially for the person that is directly impacted by the abuse, it is mentally physically emotionally exhausting so we really do hope that you know you are now getting the help that you need um and that if you know if he is guilty of this because all of this again is alleged i hope that she gets to see justice served and that the courts deal with this effectively now let's talk about so a lot of times whenever people are in trouble with the law what they try to do is bring up their past right so a lot of these incidences just kind of goes to show how he does not make good decisions like at all right so it's like you're damaging your place which means that probably after he was on empire he, he was he was young so he probably never lived by himself having to take care of a house you know sometimes we just have to you know figure things out as adults and Maybe he wasn't taking his medicine or maybe it's something more going on with him than ADHD. Um, a lot of times I know this, you know, ADHD is is not a laughing matter. It is very serious and it impacts everyone different. But there is medicine that, you know, allows people to be able to manage and deal with everything. Um, because when I look at his mugshot, you it in his mugshot, he honestly looks like he is mentally unstable. So I hope that this whole incident is a wake-up call for him and he's able to get the help that he needs because we all know what kind of happens when people stop taking the medicine that they need or at least if he's, you know, um, a lot of times, sometimes, you know, people will use ADHD to explain away their behavior. I'm not saying everybody, but some people do do this. And I think that, you know, ADHD isn't a justification for not cleaning your place um, because, like, I saw the pictures. There were TV boxes just empty, the contents of it all spilled out, not sitting anywhere, not, you know, like, not put away. Like, you know, sometimes if you know you're going to move in a year, sometimes you'll, you know, hide the box underneath the bed or sofa or whatever. That way you can use it later, but... If you, you know, you're just leaving it in a hallway, like, just, just throw it in the trash, like, for real, for real. And even, you know, the bathroom is not a clean place all the time because that is where you do your business, all of your body's business for the most part. Um, and, you know, it's not a very sanitary place. So, to, there was literally a plate on the corner of the sink by the toilet like eggs bacon, bacon or sausage like some type of pork breakfast meat um just chilling and honestly i think that that is definitely trifling like your home should you know you should even if you're renting a place temporarily like if he was there while he was recording empire um he definitely should have taken better care of the place, especially if you know you're not going to be there for long. Because 
if you damaged a place to the point where you owe them $26,000 plus, you had to have jacked up that place. Now, it looked like that place didn't have carpet. Whenever you have a pet, carpet is usually easier to replace. I know this uh, because of the industry that I'm in. So, like, you know, they'll pull up the padding. They'll pull up the carpet. They make you pay extra for a dog and all that good stuff for that reason. Um, but if you leave the dog unattended, number one, that is illegal if you leave your dog unattended for you know extended periods of time because that dog is going to become desperate and use the bathroom in their home and if you have a dog you just can't leave them especially it was an apartment building so you just can't leave your dog in a courtyard and just like you know most places especially most states have a leash law, law like you have to have your dog on a leash and if you want to have your dog outside then you shouldn't, you should get a townhome that's fenced in, not an apartment. So, you know, that means that, you know, the dog may have destroyed property, things like that. And as the owner, you are responsible for all of that. Like, seriously, you're responsible for it. So if your dog, you know, sometimes uh, apartment complexes, when someone's dog makes that much of a mess and does that that consistently, then, you know, they have to actually set off a sanitation bomb and have that thing deep clean. And having that deep clean costs money because you may have to do that multiple times and sanitize it because those those scent vapors get into the walls. And if it's hardwood floor, that means that it's getting into the grain of that wood, which means that they have to, you know, have that thing sanded down depending on the age of the wood. Um, and they can't sand it too thin or they're just going to have to just replace it. So it could have, you know, seeped in, into the floorboards and no matter how much they cleaned it, sanded down, waxed it, whatever, stained it, you know, the smell is still in there or having to, you know, set off multiple sanitation bombs just to get it to the point where it is, you know, they're able to re-rent it, then that's what they have to do, unfortunately. Um, this also could include back rent if he just kind of dipped on them um, and ended up being evicted. So I wonder if that was also the case because, you know, if you owe your landlord or if you, like, let's say if you are set to move out on a certain date and then you don't, right, and then you kind of stay afterwards or you don't turn in your keys, Depending on your lease, some landlords can charge you double, triple rent, whatever is in your lease in order for, you know, them to be able to kind of recoup their funds because, you know, the longer it sits vacant, the longer that, you know, the money that they lose. So if they have to, depending on where they are, like I know in Maryland, um, you have to, in a county, you set a date, you know, the court you know, uh, signs the warrant for eviction after, you know, they've been to court. If no one shows up, then you just kind of proceed. If, you know, no one's paid anything, the judge signs the warrant. And uh, depending on where you live, I know in Baltimore City, the court assigns the eviction date. Um, in the county, depending on your county, it is a little bit different. But you have to wait to go through the courts if, um, you know, if someone hasn't paid their rent. But if the person... Uh, is what they call a tenant holdover, then um, you have to take them to court. And usually it takes about a month or so, like a month or two. And then when you kick them out, you have to give them uh, whatever the court mandates as a notice in order for them to move. And if they don't move, then the sheriff can kick them out. Um, and then the sheriff, you have to, you know, put all their stuff, 
that they kind of leave this actually stuff and not trash outside. Usually the, the sheriff or whoever comes by will take pictures. But that was just a little little tidbit um because of my job I kind of know the ins and outs of that kind of stuff so you know whoever the owners are they lost money so if he just dipped and didn't turn in his keys that means that he was just accumulating debt like I know if you live in Baltimore City sometimes you know the eviction date can be two three months behind you know depending on how booked the courts are because, you know, it's not just you. Not all eviction, you know, court dates are on the same day. So if there are a lot of landlords that are taking people to court and the courts are full or the courts are closed or, you know, the sheriff isn't available or things like that, like that can cause delays for things. So that's just a little tidbit. If you have a place, like if you move out, turn it, turning your keys, even if you turn them in a few days early, just make sure that, you know, you kind of avoid those things. Also, before you get a place, read your lease. Some places can't, um, like if it's a place that is non-smoking, they don't tolerate any type of smoke. This includes marijuana. Um, a lot of times people forget that with marijuana, you can uh, consume it if it is for medicinal purposes in other ways. So there are gummies, cookies, things like that that you can consume so that you're not necessarily smoking it because that smoke can um, impact others especially let's say if your neighbor has asthma you know a lot of times the vents with the apartments especially if it has central heating and cooling are all connected and that kind of you know can mess with those individuals especially if you have a neighbor who is on oxygen like that is a no-no like no smoking nowhere near anybody that has an oxygen tank um, so, you know, they have their reason for doing that. And then also, you know, the marijuana smell kind of gets in the surfaces and it's kind of hard to get out. And again, it causes you to have to do the sanitation bomb. So if he's in his place smoking weed and he got notifications, um, you know, write-ups and everything with that, because if you get enough violations, they have the right to give you a notice and kick you out. Um, so those are just kind of things that you need to look out for. If you're place is uh you know allows for people to smoke in their home um as long as it is you know if it's if they get too many complaints most likely a landlord will send out a notice because you can again consume marijuana in other ways some people are allergic to marijuana so you never know um so just make sure that you're mindful of that it is an apartment and you aren't the only one that lived there so you have to make sure that everyone enjoys it now when we talk about um so with this whole uh thing with his possibly cheating again this came from you know a, a third party source who was a friend of the girl who actually hung out with him here's my thing um, ladies, if a celebrity DMs you, ignore it. Seriously, like, it, just ignore it. It's a lot of unnecessary drama. Um, especially with this because who, like, who? I don't know how this girl even visited him multiple times regardless of his celebrity. Because even if he was single and wasn't married, ladies, if you go to a man's house and his house is disgusting turn around like why are you going in there I don't understand like that's disgusting especially if you go there and then all of a sudden you see some yes I'm gonna warn you I'm gonna be discreet some used tampons with somebody else's blood on them like that's trifling like I understand that you know if you want to you know have your own little trash can that has a cover or whatever but you know it's your bodily fluid 
I no. I mean, maybe she thought he was cheating and she did that on purpose just to be like, hey, you know, he got a woman here. But as a man, like, why in the world? Like, didn't that stink? Here, like, didn't it eventually stink? Seriously. Like, you know, it's something that your dog can get into and your dog can eat. That's just trifling. But it's like after you notice somebody's feminine products, like, visibly, you know, visible visible somewhere in the home why didn't you leave like that's trifling why would you even want to be around somebody like that I don't understand people these days I don't care how much money you got if you dirty and you trifling then you dirty and you trifling and I gots to go I gots to go um so also with this whole um situation in terms of his you know driver's license all right he made a bad decision that's not you know too too bad but he definitely looks like something's going on with him so I really do hope that he gets the help that he needs so let's get into the second story so uh Sunday you know Megan Thee Stallion she kind of puts a lot of stuff on her social media you'll see her hanging out you know during this quarantine and COVID-19 time with Tory Lanez um and on Sunday you know she was also seen with Kylie Jenner and she actually had to release a statement stating that the narrative that's being reported about Sunday's morning's events are inaccurate and I like to set the record straight on Sunday morning I suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me and done with the intention of physically harm me. I was never arrested. The police officers drove me to the hospital where I underwent surgery to remove the bullets. I'm incredibly grateful to be alive and I'm expected to make a full recovery, but it wasn't important for me to clarify the details about this traumatic night. I'm currently focused on my recovery so I can return back to my life and back to making music as soon as possible. So yes, all of a sudden Megan makes some statements and she was injured because she was shot by a few bullets. Now, we don't necessarily know exactly what happened, but um, what we do know is that, you know, they were, she was in a car with, now according to XXL, um, Tory Lanez was actually arrested for carrying a concealed weapon and the, you know, so pretty much what else happened? All right. So this is all from Double XL magazine. So there was a report that, you know, he was arrested on July 12th and he had a concealed weapon in an SUV that he was driving. Now, the specifics, again, are unclear, but a call was made to the police around 4.30 a.m. to uh, report a disturbance um, where Megan was staying in Hollywood Hills in Los Angeles. So witnesses told police officers that there were involved arguments inside of the vehicle and a gun was fired into the air. And then, you know, someone left the scene. They don't say exactly who. So the police later lo later located the SUV and found Megan and Tori and an unnamed woman inside the truck. The unnamed woman, Double uh, XL is speculated to possibly be Kylie Jenner. Uh, because they were seen on live earlier that day. Now, Tory Lane's gun charge uh, will actually be a felony, and he was booked in L.A. County. Bail was set for $35,000, but later he was released um, and taken, you know, he was, yeah, he was released at, hours later. So, I think that this whole situation is crazy. 
I know that regardless, whenever you're, especially when you're a celebrity, you have to be careful. If we didn't learn from Kim Kardashian's experience where she, someone plotted against her and robbed her, you know, this is something that we need to learn, especially with celebrities. Like, I feel like celebrities shouldn't necessarily post in real time all the time, right? Because people start to recognize things. Everything that we do now is online. She has been, you know, posting videos and everything in different rooms of the place that she's staying in. And a lot of times with these celebrities, I know she's working on her album right now. Most likely, I doubt that that's actually her house. I really do think most likely it's like an Airbnb. But if you are someone who, you know, is familiar with the area, you can kind of figure out exactly what neighborhood she's in and kind of compare the pictures to a live in order to determine where she is. So it could be a, you know, it could be some type of like robbery gone wrong type situation. It could be someone going after Tory Lanez or someone going after, you know, after Megan or someone going after Kylie. Or um, I also saw on social media that there was an argument between two people in her camp. Um, one of them was like her makeup artist and the other one was her hairstylist. Apparently the hairstylist allegedly um, is accused of using Megan's name to get free weave and to get free wigs um, and, you know, being paid by these companies for Megan to advertise them, you know, and kind of shout them out. Um, but, you know, apparently there were some fraudulent things happened there. Now, we wish that Megan, you know, recovers and everything because this is a scary situation just to be shot. Like, even if he, you know, shot fire some shots into the air and they ricocheted and hit Megan like that's crazy to me and I will be charging it like no you will be charged with felony assault and you going to jail bruv I know that a lot's going on on in society right now but if you shoot me you going to jail okay I don't know I'm not playing no games that's ridiculous um so I do wish Megan the best I hope that she is more careful um with her with her group um, it kind of sticks to some of her lyrics. You know, you just got to get the fake people out your life. Be safe, especially in this quarantine. I know everybody's bored and everything. But y'all, honestly, she's been hanging out with, you know, some people. And my thing is with COVID-19, honestly, isolation is the best thing. Especially, you know, you're focused on your music and everything like that. So please be safe. Switch houses. Switch houses. Um, have your team put you up somewhere else that is unmarked even if you're staying in someone else's house or someone else's guest house like do that um because the internet is vicious and people will figure out where you are just like when people figured out exactly where cardi's b's house was how much it was worth pictures of what it looked like on the inside like nah that's why exactly once i get to the point where i get my house my goal is to buy a plot of land you know build a secure fence around it get proper security, and actually build my house on that land. That way nobody knows what that house looks like on the inside but me. I don't care. Like, you will not. I will even secure the rights to the blueprint. Like, nobody's nobody's playing games. You will not. If you are in the government and you have to look at my blueprints, you got to sign an NDA, don't care. This is for my safety. Um, because, you know, you just never know, like, 
technology has helped us get way too much information and access to people. Like, this is ridiculous. Y'all remember when Chris Brown had a drone flown over his house? So I hope that we kind of find out more about the situation and everything that happens. I wish Megan a speedy recovery. Um, I also wish her good mental health and, you know, hope that she talks to somebody about the situation. So, you know, talks to a professional just to kind of work her way through it because I know that this has been tough on her because she had to make a statement while she should be focused on her recovery. Um, so our third story is actually going to be, um, so Viacom actually terminated their relationship with Nick Cannon after 20 years. So a video from Nick Cannon's podcast resurfaced where he refers to white people as animals and savages. Now, you know, these are just key buzzwords that a lot of people end up, you know, pulling from it, especially a lot of the articles um, were saying that, you know, he was making, you know, anti-Semite, you know, comments and everything. And people, you know, a lot of white people were calling for Nick's cancellation and he posted a lengthy statement on what he said now Nick says the people that don't have melanin are a little less this is a statement that he made so let's start over this is a statement that he made that got him in trouble the people that don't have melanin are a little less they may not have had the compassion when they were sent to the mountains of caucus of Caucasus when they didn't have the power of the sun the sun then started to deteriorate them, so then they're acting out of fear, they're acting out of low self-esteem, they're acting out of deficiency. So therefore, the only way they can act is evil. They have to rob, steal, rape, kill in order to survive. So then these people that didn't have what we have, and what I, when I say we have, I mean speak of melanated people. They had to be savages. They had to be barbaric because they're these Nordic mountains. They're in these Nordic mountains. They are, they're acting as animals, so they're the ones that are actually closer to animals. They're the ones that are actually the true savages. Now, Viacom released a statement just saying that, you know, confirming the rumors that they terminated their relationship with Nick Cannon, and we know that Viacom, CBS owns MTV, BET, Comedy Central, and so many other channels. Now, Viacom, CBS said that they condemn any type of bigotry, and we categorize and denounce all forms of anti-Semitism. We have spoken with Nick Cannon about an episode of his podcast, Cannon's class on YouTube, which promoted hateful speech and spread anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. While we support ongoing education and dialogue to fight against bigotry, we are deep we are deeply troubled that Nick failed to acknowledge or apologize for perpetuating anti-Semitism and um and we are terminating our relationship with him. We are committed to doing better in our response to incidents of anti-Semitism, racism, and bigotry. Viacom CBS will have further announcements on our efforts to combat hate of all kinds. Now, let me tell y'all how I feel about this. I feel like, I feel like with this conversation, it was probably, after hearing it, I feel like this conversation goes to address the fact that people of color 
are often called savages, right? When European settlers conquered other lands, they used evil methods in order to do so. They used rape. They robbed people. They stole, you know, they stole and they kill, right? These individuals who committed these acts. So he's saying that those acts are savage. Therefore, they are savages, right? So I kind of get what he was saying. Do I think that some of that he kind of, you know, was like a theory? Like, yes, we understand that the reason why all of our skin tones are different, the theory is, is based off of our closeness to the equator and that there was this, we were all this one um, harmonious piece of land that broke apart and causing, you know, Caucasians to exist in colder climates, um, you know, the Caucasus Mountains, that is why they are called Caucasians. So, I do understand what he was saying. Do I believe he could have said it in a different way? Yes. Do I believe that what he said, majority of what he said was necessarily true? I do think about, you know, I do believe that a lot of that is true. Because when we look at history, a majority of the influence that we have is from white people, right? So, when you think about... Um, if you go to Africa, there are many different dialects that people speak, and some of them are native and other of those are European language. Now, this was to adjust because of, you know, the different languages of the traders, depending on who they traded with. That is because they traveled to these lands and they discovered that they had things that they wanted. So they, you know, kind of believed that Africans were primitive. They also had the same thoughts about Latinx people. They also had the same thoughts about Asian people, right? So anyone that was other than was considered a savage, especially when we hear things about um, how European settlers treated uh, treated Native Americans in the U.S. That is exactly why they are called Native Americans. Come on now, what is more savage than, than giving someone blankets that are infected with smallpox in order to wipe out large masses of a race and then kidnapping people from their home to have them work in the land that you already stole and killed people on for the simple fact that you wanted free labor, right? Stealing black people from Africa. Now, that to me is a true definition of a savage, and I definitely do understand where Nick was coming from. So, you know, do I think that Viacom necessarily now maybe there were some more things that were said I didn't listen to the full interview unfortunately um but from what I see in front of me I do think that Viacom kind of rushed but am I upset about it you know my thing is if it's not a blessing it's a lesson Nick Cannon has had this relationship with them for 20 years he is very rich. He has his degree, I believe, in... Um, actually, let me look that up. I want to say that Nick Cannon uh, received his degree from Howard in... Uh, yeah, his Howard degree. Let me see what he graduated with. Because he recently graduated... Oh, okay, so his, his bachelor's is in criminology. And I do think that he had a, yeah, he mitered in Africana studies, right? So these theories, you know, prob most likely came 
from, you know, what he was studying in college. So a lot of times, I think that a lot of people, because of the time that we're in right now, I think that a lot of people did blow it out of proportion. But the people I think that definitely harped on it were people who benefited the most from not having Nick Cannon there. And, um, you know, to me, I feel like something bigger and better will happen for Nick Cannon. Diddy already offered to, you know, have him bring all of his shows to Revolt TV, even if you have to reinvent them, depending on copyright and ownership and things like that. Um, with Viacom, if they let them have it, that's fine. Um, so I wonder if they're just going to snatch all of his stuff off of the air, um, but I feel like Nick Cannon is still going to make money. Like, his podcast is a source of income. Um, this, you know, he may use his degree and find a better way to use it um, and kind of figure out the rest of his life from there. Now, this time, we there was so, when I say there was so much happening in celebrity news, like, a lot. So, our I'm going to do a fourth story because Wish Poppin has been going on for a little bit. But, so... In reference to protests, so, you know, we all know that Breonna Taylor has still not gotten her justice um, because they fired one of the officers. Nothing else has happened since. So there was actually a protest outside of Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron's home um, this past Tuesday. But 87 people were arrested. Right. So there were approximately like 100 people who marched to his home in Louisville um, and, you know, they protested. This was organized by Until Freedom. That is a nationally social justice, a national social justice organization. So protesters were arrested and charged with intimidating a participant in the legal process, which is the Class D felony, second-degree disorderly conduct, which is the Class B misdemeanor, and third-degree criminal trespass violation, according to, this is according to the Louisville Metro, Metro Police. So some of the protesters that have been arrested um, were released on their own cognizance with follow-up court dates for October. Now, more people will be, you know, released. Now, the charges were due were um, because of their refusal to leave the property, and, you know, they were trying to attempt to influence the decision of the Attorney General with their actions. So, pretty much what they were saying is they wanted the Attorney General to get off of his behind and actually do something and charge these officers who entered Breonna Taylor's home and shot her you know, and, and pretty much murdered her. Like, they arrested the boyfriend, but these officers still have not been arrested. Um, so there were a lot of people who are arrested. So a wide receiver for the Houston, Texas, Kenny Stills, was arrested. Portia Williams of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Gandy Smith from Love & Hip Hop, New York. Frazier Othello Thompson III, also known as Trey Truth, who's a rapper. Trey the, Trey the Truth. Um, who is from Houston, uh, Corday, Amari Dustin, which is a rapper that's known as YBN Corday. Um, also, my son, uh, who's also another rapper and a co-finder of Until Freedom, um, a lawyer and Until Freedom co-finder, Angelo Pinto, was arrested, as well as another co-founder of Until Freedom and M. 
P empower, sorry, is it letter M and empower change a Muslim-led social revolution, social justice movement? Linda Sarasor, um, Tamika Mallory, the co another co-founder of Intel Freedom, um, as in a nationally recognized civil rights activist. That's what she does. Um, several local seven several local activists were also arrested, including Peter Edison who is with the Kentucky Alliance Against Racist and Political Representation. Now, you know, when they were, I feel like whenever you make a move, especially a move that is create, you know, that was created to foster change, I believe that you need to be strategic. Um, so from the images, I do see that they were on his lawn. So whenever you make these strategic moves, you make sure, number one, that you have your lawyers, like, lined up. Um, number two, figure out where that property line stops and protest there. Because even if you're there all day, let's say his property line extends to three inches past the front curb, that's where you should protest, right? You put up your signs, you sit there all night, you set up a tent. That way you are not trespassing you can even try to i know with covid 19 a lot of stuff are shut down but get a permit to be able to protest and actually uh set up multiple protests so for each individual who is involved in the decision making process put pressure on all of them to make a decision this is just me kind of thinking strategically i'm very happy that people are still fighting for this i know that social media coverage has died down and a lot of the focus was actually put on George Floyd, um, who, you know, has, you know, the officers dealing with that have been arrested, but just because Breonna Taylor's murder was not, uh, put on, you know, was not recorded, doesn't mean that it is not important, and we need to make sure that we are doing all that we can, um, I am being a keyboard warrior, I still have, you know, I change up the emails, I change up the title, um, I send it for multiple email accounts just to make sure that um, I flood this dude's inbox with, because he is actually one of the people that I do email, you can call um, call him as well, um, they are probably not even answering it and probably changed the phone number, but we still need to make sure that we are protesting this injustice and making sure that Brianna Taylor gets her day in court and she did not die in vain we need to make sure that we hold we all know that fashion makes news and news makes fashion our first story is in reference to simone bells now we know that she is olympian extraordinaire the best that i but zoo it uh, one of the best to ever do it. So she actually appeared in the August issue of Vogue magazine and Black Twitter deemed the images of her in this magazine a epic fail and they went off. Now this is according to the Roots the Glow Up Report. Now the cover Im image was actually shot by renowned photographer Annie Leibovitz. Now Annie Leibovitz is actually receiving a lot of criticism because they because the image was actually really poorly lit. 
Um, and it actually flushed out Simone Biles' rich skin tone. So people are, you know, saying that Vogue needs to hire more photographers of color or people who know how to shoot melanated people because you can't use the same techniques on everyone. Now, I know that a lot of photographers have their own style, but you need to be able to adjust the style to take into account um, the melanin of the people that you're shooting. So a lot of people pointed out that, you know, her skin looked dull, and others acknowledge, you know, saying that she used a darker editing style, but again, that doesn't work for everyone. Um, what you have to remember is that a lot of those darker tones, like, it, the images literally looks like she took the pictures at night. Seriously, like, how, you're a photographer, you should be pretty good at your job by now, especially if you're world-renowned. Now, I know that, you know, she may not shoot a lot of African-American people, so, you know, she thought, oh, this is good enough. But as a photographer, you should know that that was a horrible job. Someone actually edited the photo um, by changing the lighting on their phone, and it took them about five minutes, and it looked a whole lot better. So, Annie Leibowitz, I am calling you out. So, if you do not know how to do something, get some assistance. You feel me? Like, I definitely understand now why I see those um, advertisements. I don't know if you've seen the advertisements on Instagram for different, like, settings and stuff that you can purchase depending on your skin tone just to make sure that you look vibrant and radiant and that your features that you want highlighted are highlighted so that you don't have this type of thing this is the best example of what I ordered versus what I bought because uh when we look at this magazine this is not what we ordered hello now the next story uh, so we've all been saddened by the fact that our plans for 2020 were crushed by COVID-19. It has changed the world and has had a profound effect on every industry, both positive and negative. The fashion industry has had to figure out new ways to dazzle the public because of the inability to host fashion shows in a way society has become accustomed to. Virgil Agbo is an artist, architect, engineer, designer, musician, DJ, and chief creative director in artistic director of The Guardian. So he, you know, is a creative director at Louis Vuitton. He actually presented his take on a digital fashion show, which is pretty much like a trippy version of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So he blends menswear with animation and photography, which is really dope. Now, this was a three-minute film that featured cartoon characters that bounce off of landmarks in an empty Paris, because we know the streets is empty right now for the most part. So he kind of wants to kind of approach this as, you know, create fashion that is seasonless. And I love this. I am the type of person, I will make an outfit work for summer, spring, fall, and winter, because that is how I do it. Nobody has time to keep buying, you know, it's like, yes, you want to buy key pieces for certain seasons, because that's when, you know, you may need more warmth, you may need less coverage, things like that, but there are ways to make things work regardless of the season, so I definitely do love the seasonless menswear fashion, so that way we don't return to the same old, same old, but he actually also launched a scholarship fund to assist black creatives as well. So I'm very excited about this because um, I keep seeing statistics about how many designers of 
well, how many black designers actually exist in the fashion industry? And the percentage is 3%. So we need that, like, sooner than late, you know, sooner than later. So, um, you know, people can actually donate this. You can visit him on Instagram um, and find out about her. Just go to his website, which is really cool. So that's it for the fashion news. Yeah, so put a pin in it is back. Put a pin in it. Now, I couldn't do this episode with talking about the one thing that we are all talking about. And that is Jada being at the red table. Now, Will and Jada's marriage has always been placed on a pedestal because it has held the image of the perfect black family. It is an image that many African Americans looked up to because they needed a positive role model in this aspect. Will and Jada, through Red Table Talk, have been able to discuss some parts of their marriage. This time, Jada Pinkett Smith is in the hot seat at the Red Table Talk. Now, in a one-hour interview with with Angela Yee, August Alcina ended up discussing his relationship with Jada. He said, I actually sat down with Will Smith and had a conversation due to the transformation of their marriage to life partnership. He gave me his blessing. So he pretty much said that he and Jada were in a relationship, Okay. And he had permission from Will to do so. Now, this kind of sparked a lot of people's interest because there have been rumors of Will and Jada having an open marriage that they still to this day have not, well, they pretty much have denied it. But um, he also said that I totally gave myself to that relationship for years of my life. And I truly and really deeply love and have tons of love for her. I devoted myself to it. I gave my full self to it. So much to the point where the point that I can die right now and be okay with that knowing that I truly gave myself to somebody he also said that he really loved you know and I really loved the person I experienced that I know what that feels like and some people will never get that in this lifetime I know that I am completely blessed and this conversation is difficult because it is so much that I would that it will be hard for people to understand. But once it starts to affect me and my livelihood, I have to speak up about the truth. So Angela Lee Yee actually asked them, is it disappointing that Jada Pinkett Smith, well, that she, that's what she says, she, but we all know that means Jada, um, never addressed it with you because like you said, you lost out on opportunities. He says, I really can't even get into the thought of that because I'm only responsible for myself, right? And I'm the only... Um, I am only responsible for, you know, what I do when I'm repressing and suppressing things and it starts to affect me. I have to address it. I just always stay solid because I never want to be the person to start confusion. So let's talk about their relationship, right? So Jada and August were introduced by her son in 2012. 15 um, through Jaden. So from the Red Table Talk, we find out that Will and Jada were separated. We also found out that this incident happened like four and a half years ago, right? Will says that they were done with each other. I was doing me, she was doing her, and you know, 
it was it was difficult, you know, whenever you separate from someone that you were married to, because they've been married now for 23 years. So they were, this was around the time that they were together for like 18 or so years, give or take. Um, and he, he said that, you know, uh, yeah, so she said that, sorry, she and Smith said that they went through a difficult separation period, again, four and a half years ago. Um, the quote is, we decided that we were going to separate for a period of time and, you know, figure out how to make yourself happy and now figure out how to make myself happy, right? And, you know, their marriage was struggling. So she said that she got into an entanglement with August. Now, that was the biggest takeaway for a lot of people. Um, so apparently, the relationship that August Alcina had with the family, um, they kind of rallied around him because of all of the things that he was going through. Um, I know that he lost a few people that were um, close to him, that were siblings. I know that he grew up in a very uh, tumultuous childhood. I know that he kind of uh, lived in New Orleans when Hurricane Katrina happened. Um, I know that he, his father and his stepfather were both on drugs. His father's passed away. I believe his stepfather has since passed away as well. And also, um, he, you know, had a very interesting relationship with his mom. Um, and I also do believe from his documentary that he was also sexually assaulted. So this is someone who was like a wounded bird type situation. So he was going through a lot. I know that he was going through some issues health-wise um, that were very serious. Um, he passed out. I remember he passed out from a seizure while performing in New York a few years back. Um, so there are a lot of things medically that were happening to him, but they made sure that he, you know, got the best doctors and everything and he became really close to the family. Now, during this, Jada said that it had been so long since I felt good and I really wanted to, uh, really, and it was really a joy to help heal somebody. Um, so she said that, you know, her citing her own issues and said that she wanted to fix people other people instead of fixing herself so her focus was to help someone else right so she said that you know the whole process with aug really showed me and taught me that the only so when a lot of people were talking about it like um you know the part where he said will gave him permission she said that the only person that can give permission in a particular circumstance is myself but what august was probably trying to communicate because i can actually see how he can perceive it as permission because we were we were separated amicably i think he also wanted to make it clear that he's not a homewrecker which he's not so let's talk about this in depth i know that was a lot of information but here's what i gather from this situation right so i know that august and his mom like now through his documentary he said that he learned more about his mom and his mom is human and he's you know they've kind of been working through the issues and building their own relationship but i think deep down there was this little boy who wanted his mommy and he equated that love because jada wasn't his mom you know because she said that she wanted to fix someone right that she wanted to fix other people instead of fixing herself so because of everything that she was going through with will she didn't want to take a deep look at herself and reflect on her actions so she deflects that inner reflection by diverting that attention onto someone else and because she was hurt by her husband sometimes you know 
you kind of divert your energy, especially out of to hurt the other person. So if, because I think that sleeping, well, being with August in an entanglement would definitely hurt Will if Will, you know, developed a relationship with this kid. And, you know, as they said before, their whole family became close to him. So Jada was involved in this relationship with this young man who really needed some assistance and was going through a lot and the only you know sometimes especially we see this a lot of times in television people use intimacy and relationships in order to uh kind of detract their themselves from actually dealing with the pain that they feel right so they kind of replace one negative sad depressed emotion with the you know endorphins that are released when we are in romantic or sexual relationships because they want to feel good that's one thing she said she wanted to feel good she was hurt her and her husband were going through something and you know sometimes when, when you go through things especially in a marriage as I said before you do things that you wouldn't normally do out of impulse because you want to make the hurt go away 18 years is a long time to be with somebody, especially when you're with someone who, because I know before they talked about their marriage where Will had this image of having the perfect family, you know, he, his first relationship didn't work out, he himself, you know, went through, you know, had an abusive upbringing as well, um, you know, had an abusive upbringing, so I feel, and, and Jada too, she, um, you know, dealt with parent with her mom who was on drugs. So, you know, all of this is public knowledge. So I think that Jada has been avoiding her own feelings. Whenever we saw Jada, Jada was a tough hood girl. You know, she from Baltimore. She had to be hard. You know, type of image. And I feel like that image was so that she could protect herself and not necessarily fully let people in. But then she did fall in love, but she still had this wall up in her relationship because she felt like everything could kind of come crashing down. But she wanted to satisfy the need to be able to fix others because it was hard for her to deal with her own realities. Now, you know, we know that she's been working through all of her things, um, her own personal issues. But at that time, her relationship with August was in order to kind of deflect that. But we know that Jada and Will actually ended up back together and um august just kind of disappeared i don't know if he kind of realized i feel like he i feel like his feelings during his interview were very genuine right angela asked the question the interview was like a whole hour um and he honestly just had to get something off his chest sometimes when things are just in your spirit you got to speak about it publicly he took a back seat from his career for many years because his health was impacted he was, you know, put it, he was, he, he fell victim to addiction, you know, he had to deal with all these things, and he had to clean up his own life, um, which is another reason why I, I feel in my spirit that he may have, you know, ended that relationship, because he knew that, you know, so, some, there's a phrase that says that sometimes people come, and some people come in your life for a reason, whether it's for life or for a season, and I feel like that relationship was a seasonal relationship, and that entanglement, as she says, was a way for her to kind of realize things about herself that she was too afraid to deal with, and she actually had to sit with that and deal with that, 
Um, so even though this is something that happened years ago, I and it was a 12 minute interview, so there was a lot of stuff that was said in that short period of time, but I am happy that they addressed it. I mean, kind of got to the bottom of this. Now, when it comes to the Red Table Talk, you know, we did post about this on our Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at Isley underscore pod. And we actually discussed this. Um, so there were some comments left on our post. And the Rude Urban Truth Podcast. So it's at the spelled out. Everything spelled out all the way. So at the Rude Urban Truth Podcast said that it was transparent enough to end the rumors, yet private enough that they didn't have to divulge every single detail. Yes, because the question we asked that, you know, that we want to know what they thought about the Red Table Talk. So this is this is how I feel about it. I feel like, you know, moving forward, August will be able to, you know, enter into a relationship wholeheartedly if he wants to do that. Um, because, you know, they say that you, you know, there are three loves of your life, you know, so I always feel like, so, you know, just like when I say, you know, the whole season, some people in your life for a season, I always believe that every relationship, whether it's a friendship or, you know, you're dating someone that every relationship serves a purpose. And I hope that whenever you, even if you end up ending those relationships, that you learn more about yourself and those relationships so that once you do finally find the one that you're you are fully prepared for and you're able to give yourself fully to that and kind of work out all of your relationship kinks along the way and that's just the way that I view relationships in general so you know like if a relationship ends yeah it's sad but then I'll pull out the positive like you know what I'm really proud of myself usually I do xyz but I allow myself to be open and excellent, you know, do this. Or, you know, like I noticed that in my relation in my um in my relationship with my first love, um, one thing that I definitely noticed about myself was that I allowed his ability, like his experiences to shape the way that I adjusted you know, the way that I interacted with him when it comes to certain things, like, I'm the type of person where I don't argue, but he didn't want to discuss what the issues were, and would just kind of bypass it and sweep it to the rug, but then those issues would just resurface and resurface, so I learned that I have to address things head-on, but I also have to be respective of other people's opinions, but also allow it to not be swept under the rug, because a lot of times, whenever, you know, some people like to think about it, you know, sit on it for a little bit and then come back to it. So, you know, when we're in these relationships, hopefully we learn some lessons about ourselves and are able to do better in the future. So that is it for Put a Pin in It. So this concludes another episode of I Slay the Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. So now your girl actually is able to monetize this podcast yes i wanted to wait until i got a few episodes into the season to do that so you can actually sponsor me yep you can donate money set up a schedule through anchor in order to do that make sure you go 
to at isolate underscore pod on Instagram in order to find the link. The more you listen and share this, I also get paid per listen. So please make sure that you share this to all of your friends and help support this Black-owned business because I do want to get to the point where this is profitable because I love doing this and I want to make sure that, you know, all of this good time that I'm investing is being, you know, paid forward. So make sure that you tip your girl uh, through Anchor. Um, you can, you know, whatever you want to donate helps. Um, so I am very excited to start that new venture and just create other streams of revenue for myself because that is something that is very important. So this is Erica Celeste signing off. Remember, the glow up starts within my...